stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. No, I, uh, I advised uh, Mr. Kenny at this time that I will be focusing on my constituency. I, you know, as a leader of the opposition, and, and frankly, since my son's death, I haven't had time to concentrate on anything else. So what, what does that mean? And as you know, my house burned down 18 months ago. I haven't even looked at plans yet. Okay, so that was uh, an emotional Brian Jean yesterday uh, talking about his immediate future in politics, which involves taking a step back. And, and I think at some level you can understand and appreciate that. Certainly wouldn't begrudge him that. But there are questions, I think, about well, what role does he play going forward? So welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge in for Danielle Smith. There is a lot happening all at once in Alberta politics uh, with the resumption of the legislature, of course, just coming off the, the heels of the United Conservative Party, choosing its new leader. Uh, we got Dave Rodney now resigning, uh, so that opens up the seats in Calgary Lougheed for Jason Kenney to run in, uh, but obviously some housekeeping uh, internally for the UCP. So announcing yesterday their shadow cabinet portfolios, those critic rules, uh, but we're also hearing about uh, layoffs within the party and a lot of people who are connected to the former Wild Rose. So does that give us any hints or clues about what the future holds for Brian Jean? Does he see himself... As a part of this new party going forward, does Jason Kenney see Brian G playing a key role in this party going forward? So uh, a lot of questions. Joining us uh, to talk more about it, very pleased to welcome to the program, Graham Thompson, a political affairs columnist with the Edmonton Journal, edmontonjournal.com. Graham, thanks for joining us here. Hi, Rob. Uh, so were, were you surprised uh, by uh, the, the lack of a cabinet portfolio, shadow cabinet portfolio for Brian Jean yesterday? You know, I guess I, I was and I wasn't. I wasn't too sure what they were going to do with him. Um, because it's one thing, you know, to go from, um, you know, this leadership race and then become a, sort of a backbencher, you know, critic. Because right. don't forget, this isn't just a case where he lost the leadership. You know, we have two maybe people, underlings, fighting for the top job. Brian Jean had the top job. He was the top dog. He was the official, he was the leader of the official opposition yeah. under the Wild Rose. So he's gone, you know, from that, and then watching um, Jason Kenney come in, this outsider who doesn't even have a seat, um, wasn't involved in Alberta politics, came in the steamroller and just pushed Brian Jean aside. And now, of course, Jason Kenney is leader of the UCP, and Brian Jean is um, looking, you know, wondering what, where, where does he fit in? And it would have been kind of odd, in a sense, to have had him just be another critic, you know, you know, you got twenty odd people in the UCP caucus, and just making Brian Jean just another critic is it's a bit of a, it's a huge step down for him. So I think this is, I guess, in, in a sense, sort of giving him some breathing room. And it's probably a wise decision. Um, you know, Kenny uh, has said, look, he really wants Brian Jean to play a leadership role uh, in the the caucus. And uh, so I think that uh, it's important to keep Brian Jean on side. It's one thing, you know, if, if you win government, if you're actually, you know, a leader of a government, you, you, you can give a lot more rewards to people, give them a, make them a cabinet minister. If you're in opposition, all you can do is give them a critic's position. So I think right now, Jean is taking some time. As he said, he's focused on Fort McMurray. Well, fine, but he's actually, in a sense, uh, taking time to think things over. And we we're asking him about the future, what's going to happen. He's going to watch, he says, and see what happens at the um, founding convention. That'll be next May for the uh, United Conservative Party. And you'll see which direction the party is headed. So right now, I think it's a matter of bruised egos. Mm -hmm. um, you know, will he, in a sense, you know, get over this? Because especially the thing is, 
if if this party, if the UCP is headed to power, and if Jason Kennedy is headed to become a premier, that's got a very powerful glue to keep people, you know, attached to to the party, and no doubt. Um, if, in fact, they do that, that Brian Jean would be in cabinet, that would be have a, probably a big attraction, but still a year and a half away. And then right now the problem is where do you put Brian Jean for a year and a half while you're still in opposition and he used to be the leader of the yeah. opposition? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a real dilemma for them. And, and, and But, I mean, in the meantime, it means he kind of fades into the background uh, and does become a forgotten figure by, by 2019. I mean, it's yeah, he's, he's in a tough spot. Yeah, and the thing is, and right now he is, according to all the public opinion polls, showing he is the most popular politician in Alberta, and so, and so he has value, and it's important to keep him, um, you know, keep him happy. Um, you, you don't want him grumbling on the outside and, and causing problems for your for your party as you try to grow. So um, this is why I think it's so hard for him to um, to accept what happened on the weekend. He is the most popular. Uh, uh, politician in the, in the province, according to the public opinion polls, he was hoping that could help him win the leadership. Of course, leadership is not about popularity in the public; it's about popularity in your own party, and specifically getting people to join the party and vote for you. And we saw that, you know, uh, Brian Jean lost badly to Jason Kenney on the weekend. About fifty-nine thousand people voted, and Jason Kenney got sixty percent, roughly, of the vote. And Brian Jean got 30%, so it's a factor of two to one. So that's got to hurt Brian Jean as well as he's moving forward. And, of course, Jason Kenney is in firm command of this party. What he has to do now is get a seat. And that's the next big step for him. Um, today, we'll be seeing uh, Dave Rodney, of course, the uh, MLA for Calgary Law. He formerly a PC, now a UCP. He is, as of today, stepping down. Then that starts the clock ticking. The premier has six months to call a by-election. And, of course, Jason Kenney will run there, and I imagine he's going to win there. Now, he is pointing to parliamentary tradition, where leaders of, of official oppositions are given, you know, uh, some courtesy from the government. In other words, he'd like Notley to call this by-election really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how soon. I talked to somebody yesterday in government who said that uh, they would not be dragging their feet, that they would act relatively quickly. We haven't got a date yet, but you know, I imagine that um, it'll come relatively quickly, and then he's going to run in that by-election. I imagine he's going to win it, and then he'll get a seat in the House for two thousand and uh, for most of 2018, and then he can lead the party in the House as we head into the red zone for the um, the election, which we expect in the spring of 2019. And that, so if he wins the by-election, he becomes a leader. The next big stepping stone is next May for the uh, founding convention for the UCP, and then there'll be uh, all hands on deck for that leadership, sorry, for the uh, election campaign that will really begin next year heading into 2019. You know, for the NDP, this is an interesting dilemma they face because uh, I'm sure they're, you know, looking their their chops at the possibility that what if we could embarrass Jason Kenney in this riding? Uh, what if we could somehow send a message that we're we're still a force in Calgary that those seats we won weren't an accident? But that's a big gamble. If if they go in, if they run a hard race against Jason Kenney and it wins easily, that just plays into to Kenney's narrative that the NDP are an accidental government and that they're finished in 2019. So how do they approach this by-election? 
Yeah, very, very carefully. You're right. This is a thing. You know, if they kind of give it a pass and say, fine, whatever, we'll let them, you know, let them win, which actually, if you go back through the tradition, a parliamentary tradition, you know, in, in the past, people would uh, let leaders of official oppositions run unopposed in by-elections. That's not going to happen here. But you're right. The NDP has a problem. If they throw everything at it, including the kitchen sink, and can he still uh, – floats to victory. Uh, that's, a, that's a problem for the NDP. So that they're going to try and figure out their strategy. What, what they are trying to do, of course, is paint uh, Kenny right now as being too divisive for Albertans, that he's too extreme, that he's too right-wing. But again, as you say, if, if they put that narrative into Calgary and he still um, floats to victory, um, you know, coast to victory, then that's going to be a problem for them uh, to get that narrative to stick. And the thing is, like, Kenny knows what the NDP is trying to do. Yeah. And uh, as I've talked to him about this, and, you know, he said it's one thing to campaign to become leader of a conservative party. You've got to really narrowly focus your message to those supporters. He says that he'll, he will start pivoting. Uh, he will start uh, appealing to more mainstream Albertans, and so uh, he will try and you know uh, deflect the NDP's attacks by by presenting himself as more of a mainstream Albertan. We'll see how that turns out. Still, a lot of questions to be asked about the UCP. Where is it going? What does it stand for? Founding convention isn't till May, so you're going to see, I think, um, Jason Kenney run a similar campaign in some ways to his leadership campaign where he won't get himself bogged down in policy, but he'll be mainly uh, using it as a vehicle to attack the NDP. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. They, they already put out an ad this week targeting Jason Kenney, so yes. uh, we know how, how they're going to try to go at him, so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting months ahead. Uh, much more, edmontonjournal.com. Graham, thanks for joining us here this morning. Appreciate it. Rob, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Graham Thompson uh, covers the ledge uh, for the Edmonton Journal, edmontonjournal.com. So, it, it kind of puts the NDP in a bit of a box. You want to, let me play this ad for you, just to give you a sense of where they're, they're at. So I don't know if they're actually paying to run this anywhere, but they've uh, got it up on their website. So here's the thing. If you're going to set it up this way, that Jason Kenney's all these terrible things and he needs to be stopped, and then you, you say basically that we're, we're too cowardly to run a candidate against him in Calgary Lougheed, uh, that doesn't really make you look good, does it? So here's, here's the tone the NDP is trying to set. Meet Jason Kenney. He's the leader of the United Conservative Party, and he says he's come back to Alberta to be premier. So, why is he fighting our high school students? Jason Kenney's extreme policy on GSAs would force teachers to out gay students, a position his critics have called extreme and intolerant. And Kenney's response? He refused to meet with LGBT youth to discuss his position. That's not the kind of leadership our province needs. Jason Kenney, too extreme for Alberta. Okay, so... <laughs> It's a little over the top, but you get the idea. And again, this is what, what parties do. When your opponents have a new leader, there's the potential that uh, the voting public's going to be curious about that person. You rush to define that person before he gets a chance to. So as Graham Thompson says, this is Jason Kenney's opportunity now to introduce himself to the rest of Alberta, to show the rest of Alberta what he's about. He's done really good uh, over the last three votes here. The UCP race, the merger race, the PC race, at appealing to conservative voters, motivating conservative voters. So now it's about making the rest of Alberta comfortable with him. So he's going to be doing that, and the NDP is trying to do it for him. But again, if, if the NDP really believes all of that about Jason Kenney, then, then don't they owe it to Albertans to try to stop him? 
So then, yeah, they'd better run a candidate in Calgary law. It would look pretty pathetic to not. Right, to say, well, we got to stop Jason Kenney, but don't look to us. We're not going to do it. Uh, So I'm really curious about how they approach this by-election. Because all this talk, if this is the route they go, that, well, you know, in the interest of uh, fairness and he's a new leader, we're just, uh, well, we won't run a candidate. B.S. If they thought they could win, if they thought they could embarrass Jason Kenney, they would do it. So will they try? Uh, Getting a lot of text here uh, regarding uh, the NDP's response to Kenney's uh, election as UCP leader. This text here says, what's to stop Notley from calling an early provincial election while the UCP is still organizing? I mean, the answer really is is nothing. Yeah, if they wanted to call an early election, they could do so. Uh, look, we, we saw the mistake the previous government made by calling an early election because they thought it would work out well for them. Clearly, it didn't. So I, I would think the governments would be smart enough to take a lesson from that, that if it looks like pure opportunism, the timing of the election, it's going to backfire on you. And if the NDP were to try to pull that right now, that would look incredibly opportunistic. And I think they would pay a price for it. Uh, Sure, waiting until 2019, or I guess even 2020, uh, that gives the UCP some time to get their house in order to, to do everything they need to do. But I think from the NDP's perspective, my sense is, Uh, that they're hoping that the next couple of years between now and the election brings a lot more economic recovery. I mean, there's still a long way to go for Alberta. I mean, today we see oil is at $55 a barrel, hasn't been at that level for a couple of years. The expectation, maybe it's going to go to 60. Uh, If things go in that direction over the next couple of years, that could improve their fortunes a little bit. I don't know that people are necessarily going to forget everything that the NDP did in the first couple of years. But I think their, their plan is, let's get the controversial stuff out of the way. Let's hope that the economy turns around and that maybe they have a chance in the next election. That's a big maybe, but that's what they're going for. That if the economy is doing okay by 2019, maybe it becomes less of an issue. And if it's less of an issue, what's going to fill that void? And as you heard in that ad, the NDP is going to be more than happy to fill any void that exists with all kinds of talk about social issues. So that's their game plan. So I would be shocked if they called an early election. I think they would pay a dear price for it. But, I mean, it's, it's an option. Uh, this text here from Cody says, if the by-election was anywhere other than Calgary or Edmonton, it would be a runaway for Kenny, but I don't think it'll be a cakewalk for him. I, I, I think it'll be relatively easy for him, personally. Uh, this is a riding that has typically been conservative. I believe it it overlaps with either his or Harper's federal riding. So I think the folks uh, in this riding certainly know Jason Kenney. And, and I think in this sense, look, the, the next election might be a different story, but I think this by-election is about Jason Kenney. So I think anybody who's running against Kenney is going to be splitting the anti-Kenney vote. Because it's basically a referendum on, do you want this guy? Do you like this guy? What do you think of Jason Kenney? Obviously, Jason Kenney is going to be out there selling himself. And everybody who's running against him is going to be saying, uh, he's terrible, vote for me. So I think it's going to be difficult for anyone but the conservatives to win that riding. And, and I think you just end up splitting that vote. If somehow all the other parties can get together and say, we're just going to run one candidate against Jason Kenney, Maybe. But do you really see the NDP, the Liberals, the Alberta Party in cahoots here? I, I don't see it. 
So I, I think Jason Kenney will have a relatively easy time in this in this riding. Well, look, we've learned one thing from Jason Kenney. He doesn't take things for granted. Uh, and regardless of what you think of him, he works his butt off. He's a tireless campaigner. And he's going to do that in this by-election. He's not going to go in thinking it's going to be a cakewalk. He's going to go in and he's going to work his tail off. So anyone who's going to come at him had better be ready. Let's see what uh, John has to say. John, good afternoon or good morning. Rob, Rob, good morning. I just wanted to touch base on Jason Kenney Mm -hmm. and the fact that calling an early election would probably be the best thing this province could see. It would do no service to the NDP because they'd be one gone earlier than they would be in two years. And the reason is, if you look at the current polls, it shows that the UCP is leading substantially, yeah. and that's without even having a platform in place. And to touch base on, on your thoughts on Kenny, he is relentless in his effort to do things for this province. And Jason does not have the self-serving personality that a lot of other politicians in the past have with the PCs. Jason Kenney is about Alberta. This is a guy that quit a great job with the federal government and has had this pursuit of uniting the right. He has put together and assembled the perfect political recipe for this province. And he's about all Albertans. And this is the problem as it turns now into this social versus fiscal war. And when we look at the priorities in this province, there's such great put, uh, uncertainty fiscally because of the policies that have been created and the carbon tax and all these things that the NDP have done that have really damaged the province. When we see big oil pulling $35 billion out of the province and taking that bag of money and putting it into countries like Iraq and countries like Nigeria and other African countries, that really tells us something because the price of oil is the same over there as it is here. So since when has the political climate been better in Iraq than it has in Alberta. And that is a completely emblematic sign of the way the NDP have conducted themselves here with their policy and and created all the uncertainty within oil. And it's a complete disaster. Kenny is ready to unspool all this, roll it all back, and start fresh and create that strong platform for the economy and bring back that foreign money to this province that we we so rely on and the whole thing is, the social issues are important. We don't. We get that. Kenny's not going to throw these guys under the bus. He cares about everybody, regardless of what everybody says. Otherwise, he could get elected. And if he doesn't fulfill his um, needs to the public socially as well, he's going to be gone as well. And he okay. knows that. All right, John, okay. i got to let you go here. I appreciate the phone call. Some interesting points. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.